Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more.
everybody. This is the Helping Friendly Podcast. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and uh, joining me today is Scott at Tor Tweet. Hey, how you doing, Scott? Doing great, Rojay. How you doing? I am spectacular, though probably not as good as you, because I wasn't at Madison Square Garden last night. But, um, you should be as good as me, because you're going to get some too, my friend. Yeah, my time is coming. Um, in fact, uh, let me tell everybody real quick on... Saturday, the 29th, we from the Helping Friendly podcast have a event going on. It's going to be at American Beauty. It's in one of the rooms at American Beauty while the fan art show is going on as well. Um, so from 4 to 5.30, we'll be doing a thing. Uh, we'll have some guests, uh, live recording, and uh, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. I hope everybody can come out. Um, as I said, that's concurrent with the fan art show. There's also a live band and it's free admission. So if you're going to be at the show on the 29th, come on to American Beauty first and say hi and uh, enjoy that. So I got that little plug out of the way. I hope that was smooth. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a good spot. American Beauty was fun. It was my first experience last night. Went into the Jerry room and chilled out with everybody. It was, it was a good time. Nice little cool. spot. Yeah, I've never been. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it should be a, a yeah. lot of fun. And... Um, so Scott, we have I have some questions to ask you. Um, we also we've asked people to um, if they would like to record little audio reviews, kind of on the spot, you know, like the voice recorder app on their phones or whatever uh, at set break or after the shows, and send them to us at uh, via email, the electronic mail at helpingfriendlypodcast at gmail.com. So if anybody wants to do that, they ought to, and we'll take a listen, and we'll try to include it. And we're going to go ahead and throw one in here right now. So we'll, we'll listen to that, and then we'll be back and get all the goods, goods from Scott. Hey, guys, this is Scott Jacoby, a.k.a. Watts Next. I took a minute to step aside about a block away from the garden to give you my thoughts on tonight's show. Uh, my brain is just blown out of my skull. It was on pieces on the MSG floor, and I spent, uh, spent most of the second set trying to pick it back up. Um, that was just the dirtiest, nastiest, uh, funkiest set of fish I think I've ever seen. And um, the entire second set there just had impeccable flow, um, song selection. It was just one continuous 70-minute improvised composition in the moment. And it, that's the stuff of dreams. Um, I would take a second set like that every night of the week. All right. So... There you go. So, Scott, now that we got all that preliminary stuff out of the way, <laughs> tell me about your show. How great was it? <laughs> I mean, you know, the one thing I just want to start with is that I'm, I'm learning something from this run that I've never learned from a fish run before, which is, is simply there's never going to be a point where anybody can really be jealous about which shows they got and which shows somebody else got. It's going to be a conversation that goes simply like this. Which show did you see? Oh, I saw this one. Oh, my God, that one was so good. Well, which one did you see? I saw this one. Oh, man, it was so good. So this is going to be a special time for everybody that it doesn't matter which shows you get. You're going to get your shows. They're going to be unique. The band's playing like I've never heard them play. And, um, you know, the MSG enthusiasm is just you know, through the roof. So sometimes at an MSG so show, we see, you know, we see our fan base, you know, carry the band a little bit, maybe they're sluggish or whatever, but you know, the, the MSG fans just won't let them sleep. So um, usually you see the fan base pick, pick the band up, you know, if they're struggling yeah. a little bit, but 
this has just been an endless conversation between the band and the fans and MSG energy through the roof. And, um, you know, it really shined when we got to that second set and, you know, Mr. Completely once again, just terrorized. It was such a cool jam. Uh, I think it went almost 15 minutes, 14 minutes, something like that. And then of course, 1999 was just so much fun. The entire place lit up. The floor looked like a goddamn dance party. And, um, you know, people just loved it. And then that jam that happened after that was, was super crucial, you know? So yeah, I mean, time. that 1999, that was way out of the blue. I don't really know how that fits in with the powdered donut theme, but I'm not sure I care. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> evidently, evidently they sound checked. They, they, they toyed with 1999, but they sound checked raspberry beret or something just to kind of throw everybody off. I heard talk about something like that, and then they just got everybody with 1999. It was a super like fun little trick of theirs, and you know, it went well. Tuesday, I believe I heard that they soundchecked kick, kick Out the Jams, but they certainly oh, didn't wow. play that. Yeah, I, mean, I would love to hear right, that, but they didn't right. go there. Um, so yeah. I think this goes along with what you were saying about the run overall, and I've seen somebody, I've seen some people talk on the Twitter about how this is not what we anticipated as being instead of a 13 night tour it's just a 13 night tour in one place instead it's more of like a long festival i agree with that they're really putting an overall singular thought into the event yeah 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 i I gotta tell you it's just the way they're kind of making us feel special I, i you know the band always always does this for us they always do these you know incredible things for us we have all this fun with these festivals and all these things they do this baker dozen thing is just amazing i mean the way they're working with federal donuts and our friend felicia you know it's just been super cool and super special and like the energy is just you know super positive and i gotta say you know i, I hope they continue to do something like this i mean you know i love a few extra days to enjoy a city sometimes these two-day runs we don't get enough time you know nashville is a great place but all of a sudden you're leaving, you know, and right. this just gives, uh, I was talking to Craig uh, Hillwig yesterday. We had some lunch and he was like, it's just so nice. We can discover the city. You know, I can drive back and see the family. I can bring them up, see the shows. And, you know, it's just a really, it's just it's a really great thing. Plus, you know, Trey goes 40 blocks to go home and, uh, you know, which is actually our block. So, you know, I just sort of nice. hang out in front of his grocery store and hope I catch him. I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> do that. But, uh, but, you know, it's just nice for them to be able to move around. But anyway, regarding the show, um, you know, and, and, and all these shows, it's, they're really not having too much of a struggle with some of the simple tunes that they sometimes kind of flake through or whatever. They're just, they're just pushing through them. And, you know, last night was, was indicative of like a continuation of the jam night. I mean, the jam night was incredible. It was something that we all wanted to hear. And we've all been enthusiastic about as fans, you know, let's just have a night of jams. And we get this five song first set. We get like this incredible lawn boy. Uh, The cross-eyed in the second set was one of the best ones I've ever seen. But really last night was sort of the same thing. You know, Jonathan, they go in these tunes and, you know, you, you think they're going to end it. And all of a sudden they do, they do a different chord change instead of ending a song and they go off into this little space and they kind of try to find things. I feel like, you know, in the last two nights, I've seen four new songs being written during these jams, you know, right. and it's just been such a pleasure to see. So, so, you know, really, I think, you know, this was just jam filled night too. you know, like second set was what six songs or something. And, 
you know, it was just a really incredible thing. So, so we're just lucky as hell to have six this. songs and a, a singular jam. If you look at Live Fish, they they right, isolated right. the jam so from seven with that, right? But and but you're right. They had really um, moved in a different direction. Gumbo had a little micro jam in it. Hashtag yeah. micro jams. Very yeah. long fuse was a little bit extended and was groovy and really fun. My soul was straight ahead, but they. I'm going backwards here, but it was straight ahead, but really, you know, worked out. Um, what do you think of the opener, White Winter Hymnal? Uh, I think I missed it. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> I came in. I came in during it. I haven't had a chance to even listen to it. Was it wasn't. It was just, it was played, right? It wasn't acapella or anything strange. It's acapella, but that's the nature of that song. Okay, cool. Gotcha. It it was not, unlike Strawberry Fields, which they had to completely rearrange, um, the vocal parts and things are on the record. Right, right. Well, I got to tell you, you know, Gumbo, like you said, opened up a little bit. And then Yarmouth Road was just a great version of it. And then, you know, I think they... I think they alluded to a really great second set, starting with um, Pebbles and Marbles, you know, and then they slipped into, what was after Pebbles and Marbles? Farmhouse. Right. Farmhouse was killer. It was like a really great farmhouse. You know, just the crowd and the band was just totally feeling it. And then we reached a tube and I got to tell you, man, that was one of my, one of my favorite tubes I've ever seen. I've seen, you know, I've seen 375 tubes, so I can clearly <laughs> I can clearly say that was the best. And it was fun because I, uh, I, I was up in the same spot in a 200 section by the drapes there where it kind of oversees the whole show. And it was lots of space, great people, close to a bar. It was just close to the bathrooms. It was nice. And last night I had a floor ticket uh, courtesy of Marissa Lee. And um, I decided to just stay up in the 200 section. And I bumped into a guy from Germany. It was his first show. He had watched the webcast on Saturday or something. He's a fish fan, you know, and he just said to his wife, I have got to go see fish. And he jumped in a plane early yesterday, the day before, flew nine hours. And there he was. And I handed him, you know, something to smoke and mentioned there was tobacco. And he goes, I'm from Germany. That's what we do. And then he told me a story. And it was just an absolute pleasure to be with him all night. And I remember, you know, they started Karini and he's like, oh, Karini. You know, and then they just opened up on a couple things and he was just like, this is just so incredible. He goes, I watch on YouTube, you know, and you see it on a screen and you watch the webcast, but this is just incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So he was fully committed. His name was Gregory and I became friends with him on Facebook and he's going to catch the Friday show as well. And hopefully he takes my advice with the advice with the encouragement I gave him to go ahead and stick around for Saturday and even Sunday if he can, because wow. you might as well catch as many as you can. And, um, you know, it's really special to see his first show with him and super sweet guy. So, you know, as, as it was, every show is unique and, um, you know, you always have a great experience, especially meeting new people and being around your old friends. But, um, but this whole run is, is all about, you are not going to, as far as I can see, I caught four of the last five, and I just and, and I missed Sunday and that was incredible, too. And I just think even if you catch one or two of these shows, you're going to be part of the Baker's Dozen. You get your own experience. You're going to get something special from the band because they're fully committed. Everybody's fully committed. I mean, you know, uh, Paige on, uh, you know, on 1999 or what was the other song they sang? And then they ended up playing that that Neil Young tune to end. Powderfinger. Good Lord, man. What a treat for them to like do that. I mean, at least they touched on the powder thing. They saved it to the end and um, what a great pick, you know? So 
what a what a what a great night. Yeah, I um, yeah, a couple people I know were call, calling for Powderfinger, including myself, and got all the way through character zero, and I had completely forgotten about it. And they came right. out, and I'm you know listening from home, and they come out and do do that for the encore. I was like just yeah ecstatic for it uh but you know so we we've touched on most of the show uh the steam into no quarter jam into steam i thought steam kind of took some nice direction nice turns amazing in in the end there and and no quarter that's a good pairing oh it seems obvious i mean you know the steam (laughs) was so great because it was a cool down from such an exciting you know run of songs and it never cooled down it was just so sexy and so cool and then during No Quarter, I don't know if you were watching the webcast, assume you were, but, you know, Paige's uh, proximity to his mic was like almost a foot back and maybe he had a vocoder or something like that. And man, it just sounded so cool how he was singing it. And um, it just works so well. And, it, you know, Led Zeppelin in a freaking MSG show, you can't miss. You know, it has to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. You got like you got like 99.999% commitment on that song. So right. it was really awesome. Well, Scott, um, I am really looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Uh, I hope I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> and I will. You will not see me. I'm leaving no. today at some point. No. I'll, and I'm going to try to catch a little at the end of the end of the end of the run. But I'm yeah, maybe I'll see so you the looking final forward weekend. to you. Yeah, exactly. So looking forward to you getting up here, row, and getting some getting you some of this because it's super special, as you know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I want to thank you for joining us. We're going to go ahead and leave everybody with a bit of the tube jam because it's hell yeah. And, you know, it's hard to just can't just play the whole show because it's just a quick hit. But enjoy some of this tube jam, everybody. And um, rest up. Send in your fish haiku. Uh, We're running out of time. If you want to get them on air on the Saturday uh, recording for the, the live podcast, uh, send in your hashtag fish haiku and I will be reading the good ones or at least many of the good ones. I don't know that I can get them all, um, at the show at American beauty on 4 PM on Saturday. So thanks again, Scott. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. We'll talk again soon, bud. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.